Welcome, ladies hey. and gentlemen. I am Shalonda, and this is Shamika, and we are your brand new host for the brand new podcast, B Rock. And what does B Rock stand for, girl? Standing for Black Real Ass Women. Mm. Hey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she came up with the name. Okay. I did, did though. You're right. You did. <laughs> you did. It was awesome. So today, um, we were going to talk about the introduction or what the podcast is going to be and have a small introduction so you guys can make the decision if you want to tune in later on or not. Yeah. So um, here we are. Here we are. Welcome. Yay. Thank y'all so much for joining us today. So we're super excited to have y'all here. And um, like Shalonda said, we really just kind of wanted to give you a little introduction into why we created the podcast, who we are, so that when you tune in with us again, you can continue to get to know us a little bit better. Yes? All right. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So when we talk about B-Raw, Black Real Ass Women, so Shalonda, why would you say you felt it was necessary to come together and really create this particular podcast, one that I know we both have talked about and just wanted to provide a safe space to have like raw conversations? Well, I think it's important because usually people have podcasts sometimes that are attached to organizations. You know, we have our Melanin Movers movement. Um, and the reason why we came together for this podcast, we wanted to be more raw and not have to really worry too much about, you know, tailoring and, you know, whitewashing things. So we're here to talk some real stuff. Unfiltered. Unfiltered. Yes, ma'am. Raw I love that for word. your mama. Or maybe not. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> The point, we meant to be real, we meant to be raw, we want to talk about what it means to be black. I mean, real talk, like, being, especially during this time, y'all, you know, with everything going on, a lot of things aren't new for us, but I guess new new into the public eye arena, if you will, and so what exactly does that all mean in this space and that we're in, and we all know that there's not enough of us, you know, doing media and really having unfiltered conversations about things, so... In all honesty, we just wanted to join the club. There are really great podcasters out there doing that. I said, kudos to you, Black Power. But um, <laughs> we wanted to come in, join the club, and put a little divine femininity on it. Is that okay? Mm, and I always tell Shamika every time I get done talking to her, and we, she'd be just enlightening me and educating me because I'm still learning everything. And I'm like, girl... Other people need to hear this. You are so smart, silly. girl. You is intelligent. You is important, and we need you. We need <laughs> you. you. Smart, kind, <laughs> girl. No, 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 no. We all intelligent, though, y'all. We've all been through different walks of life. We come from different experiences, and I think we need to do more of this. We need to do more building with each other, more talking to each other. Because you're right. You can't learn a lot from other people. So mm-hmm. and continue the conversation. Just because something's not. Uh, trending right now in the media doesn't mean we need to stop talking about it. It needs to be talked about all the time. Absolutely. And that's what this podcast is meant to be. So we're, we're hoping that you enjoy, enjoy spending the 30 minutes or so with us to just kind of bullshit party and bullshit. Oh yeah. By the way, this will be a podcast where there will be um, occasional expletives happening. So just make sure (laughs) That Disclaimer. face. <laughs> but that face. Oh, Lord. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Lord. No, yeah. Okay. Just make sure, make sure, make sure, you know, that um, you, if you can, tune it in, put some headphones in or something, especially if you happen to be walking around and you're around, around any of your um, coworkers that might have a problem with hearing some of that, a boss or two, so. Yeah. <laughs> Should be doing some work, but okay. Um, so, 
<laughs> you really should though. That's that's the problem. You no. see, you know when we at work, you know we be looking up other jobs, so it's all good. You do, you you do that do. too. Yeah, Girl. even in the military, I knew I couldn't get out of the military. I'm like, hey, I'm, trying, I'm tired. I want to. Why go are we else. so miserable at these jobs though? We ain't supposed to be there, but um, it is not the natural order of things. That's for sure. <laughs> But all right. So before we get into like the meat, meat and potatoes, we want you, for the ones who don't know us, um, we would love for you guys to get to hear a little bit about our background. We're not going to go too um, in detail, but you know. So do you want to start first? Sure, that's fine. Okay. Yeah. So again, y'all, my name is Shamika, and um, I'm actually originally from Houston, Texas, but I'm currently residing in San Antonio. I came out here for school, and essentially. One of the things I love to do is dance, party. I love, love kids. I've always been really great with children, and I currently am a children's yoga instructor, so I'm all into spiritual healing. I'm also a comedic yoga instructor, so um, obviously tapping into Kemet in Egypt and where we actually came from, all about that. So African spirituality is definitely at the top of my list, and it's obviously something that I'm currently um, studying right now to get further deep into. So um, as far as professional background goes, I mean, a lot of my um, professional experience has been tailored to nonprofit management. So I've always been about nonprofits, about missions. I've always been about being a servant leader. So um, for me, that's, that's essentially what I look for in anything that I get involved in, even in doing something like this. This is trailblazing things for our community. I'm 100% black, black, black it black. Black on black on black, black on black, black on black on black. Okay, so. <laughs> but but I might I might add a little sass to it, but <laughs> for sure, for sure, that's where my heart that's where my heart lies. And so yeah, so um, when it came to me even being meeting Shalanda, we met through um, as she mentioned earlier, we are we sit on the board of a nonprofit called Melanin Movers Movement, which is all about uplifting the black mindset. We're about tapping into um, non clinical treatment for black black community as well as providing different resources and community events that are tailored around that yes so um, we met on that that's that stream of things but we've connected in different areas obviously since we're both um, passionate about the black community and so yeah so we just kind of came together like she said and from us having our girl to girl talks it was like we should just create a podcast and get other people in this conversation <laughs> right. so yeah so so that's that's kind of where I'm at and I'm still here residing in San Antonio I've been out here for about 10 years and um and I will tell you that living in San Antonio if you've never been to San Antonio Texas that is um it can be a culture shock for you if you are us because it can be very hard to find us. <laughs> so um, once I graduated college and moved out and became a real resident of San Antonio, it, it took a while, but I did. I found us, and um, and so this is just a part of me kind of getting involved, tapping into the community and giving back. So that's where my heart is, and that's what I do best. So that's me. <laughs> I love this girl. Okay. She's so silly. <laughs> I love you too, boo. <laughs> Um, so, right, so me, uh, my name is Shalonda mm -hmm. Mack, and I'm from Jacksonville, Florida. Be crazy, mm -hmm. I know, uh, yeah, whatever. But um, I joined the military when I was 18, right after high school. I was in the Air Force for nine years for IT. I did not like it. Um, I deployed once to, like, mm -hmm. um, the Dubai area. Uh, so oh, people make fun that. of me and tell me it's not really a deployment because I was doing fun stuff, but whatever. Anyway, um, lived in Germany for two years, uh, had an incident happen, which if you are interested in my story story, 
Um, I do have another podcast called Loves. Uh, that's for, mil- well, not mil- it's sexual trauma in the African-American community, having real conversations Very about good that. Stuff. Mm-hmm. L-E, I mean, L-V-E-S. Yes, L-V-E-S, yes. And we'll have that information provided as well. Um, so, yeah, so I moved to San Antonio, um, and I went to school for, uh, right when I got out in 2018, started going to hair school so i do hair uh makeup well kind of retired from that but anyway hair makeup special effects makeup um modeling um now we're getting into acting so that's going to be interesting uh we have my girlfriend my two kids boy and girl 10 5 got four dogs a cat uh five snakes um Mm -hmm. and my best friend of all time lives with us so um, we had a pretty chaotic household, so. But <laughs> I do love that I can. I don't have. I don't work. I just you know collect chips, so I can like um, dedicate all my time to philanthropy work. So I have the Melon Movers Movement. Love everything that we stand for, and um, I just dedicate all my time to that and my family and friends. So beautiful. And yes, you. y'all heard her correctly. She has five five snakes i had six and now i want more because i sold one to a friend and (laughs) i didn't even get a chance to talk about my pets then so and my family (laughs) for that like let's back up before me i was like yeah girl the most important thing about me (laughs) (laughs) would be my family my foundation so i have my husband and i have my six-year-old daughter my little diva she's a mini me that's for sure definitely after having kids it puts a new perspective on things that's for sure everything you do be for your kids man it'd be for leaving that legacy for them and um in regards to my fur babies if you will and feather baby i have one miniature schnauzer and i've got a son conyer bird and he's loud as hell he don't love he's, he's disrespectful. so disrespectful he's every super. time uh... not only does he bite but he's oh wow he loud but he likes me the most though you know <laughs> what can i say <laughs> i'm his favorite so <laughs> i'm his favorite <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh oh man well, that's that's what's up that's what's up but yeah y'all that's that's who we are at least in a nutshell but obviously um if you stick around and tune in tune in to more of our episodes you'll get a chance to get to know us a little bit better and we do plan on having some guest speakers on here of course so we want to um reach out to different folks that have different perspectives on some of the topics and conversations that we want to address with you all and kind of bring to the camera and bring to audio and um yeah and so you'll get a chance to kind of get to know us better and tap into some of that 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 um information from other people so right yeah so let's talk about the moment we realized we were black Mm. like that means a lot of different what does that mean what does it mean to realize you're black I mean, you know, the world went crazy when they found out Beyonce was black. What (laughs) What was that? Uh, Was that her um, her uh, lemon? Was it Lemonade album where she did the formation and all that? Mm. And she performed at the was it the Super Bowl, right? Oh yes, on her song uh, formation. And my Negro nose, and I'm like, Beyonce's black. I know. (laughs) That's a whole video. I was like, oh lord. (laughs) And honestly, I didn't I didn't realize that the world was that ignorant. Yeah. <laughs> Where do you think she gets her groove and rhythm from? Right. <laughs> well, she's Italian, Ooh. according to some people. So. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? I don't know. Sometimes, you know, people can say, oh, yeah, I'm, I know I'm black and da da da, and then have like these weird, like, perspectives, you know, and weird mindsets. And it's just like, yeah. mm, I don't know. 
Like, I have family members who, well, yeah, I'm, I'm black, but, uh, you know, they're a little prejudiced towards black people. So it's like. We definitely mm. have a lot of that. Yeah. <laughs> we have a lot, a lot of that, a lot of um, self-hate, if I'm being honest, that mm. we that needs to be addressed, needs to be called out, needs to be talked about at the dinner table, and then some mm-hmm. um, to get some real true healing. And in all honesty, y'all, it ain't all our fault. It's you know, definitely it's not. It's not all our fault. It's generational. But it came from to we know where. Keep it that way. <laughs> but exactly, we do a lot of talking about the problems and not enough addressing and coming up with solutions, and right? Doing and finding education. exactly and finding how we can unite to figure out just how the hell we can fix things. Again, going back to being a mom. It ain't even just for me now. Now it's for my kids, my kids' mm-hmm. kids. It's for your generational lineage. You know what I'm saying? And us to not still be in the same place that we are here in 2020. I think it's pretty sad um, that you can go on YouTube and watch old lectures from black um, intellectualists like um, Stokely Carmichael or Angela Davis and or even H. H. Um, H. Brown, different people of that nature, right? And they're having conversations about the same shit that we're dealing with today, y'all. Like, that blew my mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that I mean, outside of police brutality, outside of the political framework and how it is not just or even set up for us. I mean, there's just so, so many things that have been put in place, you all, that I don't think you realize just how deep the rabbit hole goes on the disenfranchisement of black people. <laughs> I think you do, but I'm so serious. Like you, it's, it's sad in all honesty. And so my point is, is until we not only learn that, but address that and we're unapologetic with it, um, I don't see anything changing. You know, we gotta stop talking about the problems and start becoming aware of the problems and then coming together to unite on figuring out how we can fix them, period. And stop accepting all this BS symbolism. <laughs> you know, it's like, girl. <sighs> Okay, great. That's great, but like, you know, why why are these police officers still not arrested yet? Like, you no. know what I'm saying? No, that's but you real. took down a statue. Okay, great. <laughs> should have yeah. been taken down. But. Absolutely. Those are all things that should have been. Those are like you're you're you know, uh, fifty years too late. Like, right? <laughs> it should have never been Everyone's put up. Celebrating. I'm like, okay. uh, really, you know, however many years too late. But no, I definitely agree. I think that we've become accustomed to being um, pacified and satisfied with symbolic efforts towards the emotions that Mm -hmm. we care we are an emotional people and that works for us and against us and we have to understand that and they prey on that they prey on the fact that we're not only the most spiritual people Mm -hmm. we're very emotional and we're very forgiving and we're told to be very forgiving about everything I don't want to forgive you no more like I'm just going to start capping no oh lord (laughs) I'm going in the truck. Like, oh, Lord. <laughs> I'm coming with you. <laughs> no, but we were just talking about that, what, last week? That that's a scientific term? It's something in us? What it, something oh, to do with our yes, melanin? yes, yes. Which produces, uh, of course, our skin tone colors. Of but course. it also is the reason why we are the way we are. Why we have this innate ability. So, um... It was, we were speaking with, yeah, we were speaking with, it was Cedric. We were talking with, Mm -hmm. with, um, one of our producers and, um, he was talking about, you know, in the movie Django and when Leonardo DiCaprio, his character, he's, if you've never seen Django, you may or may not like it. I'm not going to lie. It's not the best movie. It's very 
yeah anyway you just gotta see it <laughs> um but anywho there's a scene in that particular movie where leonardo DiCaprio, he's obviously a plantation owner and he's um they you know you all we all know that back in slavery times they would mutilate our ancestors and take different piece body parts and um, keep them for sport, similar to what they do with, you know, deer and other animals now. Um, and so, yeah, so in this scene, he's got like a, um, a brain or what have you from a slave that was killed mm -hmm. and he's digging around and it's super nasty, but he's actually dropping gems as far as what they know about us. And he says, you see this part right here in the back of of, of the slave's brain is called something. I can't remember mm -hmm. um, what it's called, but that particular um, it's not the pineal gland, of course, because pineal glands in the front, but it's a, it's, it's, it's like a small seed type thing that's in the back of our brain. Essentially, that particular um, 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 anatomical structure creates our melanin, produces our melanin, and is also the reason why we are very forgiving. So anyway, in the scene, that's kind of what he's saying. He's just saying, you know, this particular part in the back of a slave's brain is the reason why they're such a forgiving people. I've always tried to understand it. And, um, and now I know, you know, or what, what have you. So anyway, um, we were kind That's of talking crazy. about that, how we are even just wired because we are, again, y'all, a spiritual people. You know, we are of God, man, you know. So it's, it's, it's more a means of um, all of the things that which make us unique and special and different, you know, have been used to alienate us and used against us to even hate each other. And uh, it's a pretty sad situation. Um, but again, once you become quote unquote woke, I don't know, you know, that term is taking on a whole nother meaning these days. But once you become yeah. aware, then when you know better, you do better. Like you don't know what you don't know, you know? So I, for me, I think the times that we're in, if anything, it's just more enlightening and it's a good time to be able to see more and more people doing more research, becoming more in tune, tapped into who you are where you came from, not what they've told us, because all that shit is a lie. I mean, all of it. I'm just now learning Marvel stuff. I'm like, wait a minute, now my favorite superhero. Okay. Yeah. But I think we should definitely do um, research about it. Yeah, I bet. We yeah, we're going to do a little bit it. more research on that, y'all. Maybe we'll even, um, you know, get like a, a, psych a psychologist or someone that can come mm -hmm. on, a black psychologist to come on and kind of talk to us more about that. So we can get more insight and understanding to that. So, but um, but I don't know. So going back to like the original question on the first moment when I say I realized that I was black. I mean, I guess if 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 we want to be specific, let's define what that means to me. To know that you're black, you know, it's when you see some kind of distinction <laughs> between how you're treated versus maybe how someone else is treated um and it being based on right uh, based on you being black and maybe them not or us all being black and be like hey why are we being treated like this um hmm i'd say the first time i realized that i was black was probably as a kid i can't tell you how old i was but i'm sure we all have similar stories of being being in school or being in the neighborhood and playing with friends or what have you and um feeling like a certain group of kids was treated you different and you didn't really know why you know especially as a kid like unless you're coming from a house where that's being explained and told to you already you know kids are different man like my daughter she's six so it's so beautiful to see like 
my six-year-old daughter have all these different diverse groups of friends and they ain't thinking about race, you know what I'm saying? And hopefully that that is a sign that they're not coming from a racist household. Um, but they're not thinking about race, you know what I'm saying? They're not thinking about, um, oh, I can't associate with you because you're this or you're that. But unfortunately, when I was a child, I experienced that. And I actually don't even think I ever told um, my mom or anybody. This might be the first time I ever talked about it, to be honest. Mm. Girl, let me find out. It's going to be a whole healing. No. <laughs> oh, Lord. Not no, 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 but <laughs> When I was in the second grade, mm-hmm. um, so I always had this affinity, this, like, love to want to teach. Like, for the longest, I thought I was going to grow up to be a teacher. I used to play school teacher with all my toys and my stuffed animals and stuff like that. And um, I remember it was this, uh, I was in second grade and there was this um, white girl, she was younger than me. She was like maybe in the first grade. She was in a grade younger than me. And we used to sit by each other waiting for the bus and also sit by each other waiting for our parents to get picked up. So, I mean, waiting for us to get picked up, my bad, by our parents. And so anyway, long story short, um, I started like helping her with her homework and I started like giving her like assignments. Like I was a teacher, it was kind of crazy, y'all. I was like, oh, wait a minute. I see that too. <laughs> uh, yeah, I started giving her assignments. I was like, oh, you should do this. And, you, and I was like teaching her stuff, right? Anyways, I just remember one day her coming back telling me, my mommy said that you can't help me anymore, that I shouldn't be listening to a black girl um, help me uh, help me with my homework. Mind you, she's younger than me, right? And I kind of took that like, wait, what? Like, I remember I started crying. I never, ever told anybody about that. Oh, I remember wow. I started crying. Like, you know, the good thing she didn't say the other word because <laughs> then me and that little white girl would been squabbing. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> but, you know, it, it was she was very specific and definitive with it like my mom said that um no my mom said I can't listen to you anymore and that you shouldn't be helping me because I shouldn't be listening to a black girl teaching me stuff and and I was just like wait I'm black no I'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) that's a thing (laughs) no but it was definitely a moment where again it wasn't even just a oh you're a kid it was I shouldn't be listening to a black girl and it's Mm -hmm. like Okay. <laughs> now, mind you, as a second grader, what's that? Seven, eight? I don't know. However old I was, you know, I might be maybe just internalized that, like, at the time, like, okay, I guess I, you know, I, I overstepped, you know, I, I did something wrong. And that's probably why I never said that. I felt like I did something wrong in, like, trying to help this, this girl out and do different stuff with her and then be told, you know, a few days later that her mom told her to stop listening to me but and not just because I was a kid but because of the color of my skin because of the ethnic race that I'm prescribed to you know it was it was it was a little weird but um it is what it is I'm proud to be black and baby I bet you I bet you I went through and made all A's while she was steady making F's so (laughs) (laughs) it is what it is you should have told your mama to shove it but anyway Mm -hmm. (laughs) but what about you Shalanda talk to me what was the first time that you realized you were black well, we need a commercial break right now. You're right. So, You're right. But once we're done with that, we can That's come back and, and I'll let y'all know. We'll see my you blackness. guys in a minute. From January to December, the Zodiac Guardians are now available for sale purchase. Get your Zodiac Guardian today at flux-zodiac.com. Every Guardian has been chosen to protect an astrological sign. These Zodiac Guardians create a 360-degree perimeter around Earth, maintaining our planet's safety from the all-consuming impact. Donate and purchase Zodiac Guardian t-shirts. 
at flux-zodiac.com. That's flux-zodiac.com. There's no need to worry during this COVID-19 pandemic because PNP Masks got you covered in style. That's right, we have designer masks and regular masks starting at only $5. Kid and adult styles. And yes, we do deliver. Protect yourself in style and get your PNP mask today. For more info, text 210-900-3154 or 210-712-6104 or just simply DM us on Instagram. Protecting you in style during this pandemic. It's PNP Masks. Get yours today and I'm gone. There's no need to worry. Yeah, what up, what up, what up? You know it is your boy SP the Ghost LOX D Block. I want to give a huge shout out to the Street Legion crew and the start of Street Legion Nation Radio, a new home for underground and independent artists. Keep doing your thing, Kings. Yeah, salute SP the Ghost LOX D Block, Street Legion crew. Yeah. What's up, what's up, y'all? Welcome We're back. back. Welcome back. We're Welcome back. back. Welcome back. <laughs> yeah, I know I had them vocals, huh? Yeah, it's great to see. <laughs> no, ma'am. <laughs> I don't have those vocals. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so before we left, I was asking you, Shalanda, mm-hmm. talk to me about when was the first time you realized that you were black, sister girl? So I think our black, the the definition of that question is two different things. Um I think your yours is like a more literal and mine's is a more like mental, you know, when you know, black answer whatever. So, yeah. I will say that I had a similar situation happen to me when I was in high school. Um I was playing cards in class and um this white boy got really pissed at me and he called me a nigger in front of everybody. Right? And so I just threw my cards in his face and I'm like, "What did you just call me? I'm all mad and stuff." I'm, you know, like I think I was like 79 or 80 pounds in high school. Anyway, and so I know it was so bad. And so um, the right. teacher kicked me out the room. Oh, oh, older, well, he wasn't old, but he was a taller white man. Kicked me out the room. It was like, you need to get out. And I'm like, but he just called me. He was like, no, you need to go. We'll talk to the principal, da, da, da. So I tell my mom. My mom is a freaking force to be reckoned with. She cursed everybody out. Hey. <laughs> everybody. Mama come through, though. She always was there for me, lady mama. Okay, so, but at that time, that didn't mean that I realized I was black. I I knew I was black, but I didn't understand, like, the substance and the magnitude. I was angry because he called me a name, but I was angry because he called me a name he wasn't supposed to call me. Mm-hmm. Like, that makes sense. you know what I mean? I that knew it was worse than the other curse words, right? But I didn't yeah. know why. So, um, and I think it was just the household that I was raised in. It was more, um, we were very sheltered, very sheltered, so I'm learning a lot now. Um, so then gotcha. I realized I was black, black, like, oh, okay, this affects my life, black, <laughs> when um, my first sergeant did what he did, because this older white man sexually assaulted me, and I had to go against him as this staff sergeant, black, female, uh, or what were we, airman. Um, and I was being called ghetto, nigger, did it, all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. And they was trying to do everything in that courtroom to, like, prove that I was the wrong one that was wrong. I'm like, hold on now. You got a whole confession from this guy on a wire that I had to wear. Wow. You got semen. The semen DNA in my panties. Semen. And... They were like, well, maybe she snuck in his house and, you know, got it, you know, from the trash can and put... What? 
that don't make no sense. So um, that to me was where I felt like I was actually affected. Um, and I was just like, okay, so this world really is like crazy. Because before that, I was just like, you know, partying, drinking, whatever, didn't care about nothing um, until that, you know, that something of that magnitude happened to me. So ever since then, I definitely was an advocate for um, for sexual assault. And then my children, you know, seeing everything that's happening, yes, it's been around, but I always say social media to me is what's made it like this big, like, oh, we can see this right here. You know, my son can pull up TikTok and, or I don't, I don't even have TikTok, but he has TikTok and I'm like, he can pull up TikTok or YouTube or whatever and watch a grown black man be murdered on camera. Mm -hmm. You know, I can't, my sons, all the black kids in our neighborhood, they do not do, they, we, sorry, it's making me emotional. They used to go out and play all the kids, right? And now because of what's going on, the stupid next door app and all these other things, it's like, oh, we're all connect, we're all communicating. I did not know that white people communicated like that. And I also didn't know that the, like the local sheriff's department or police departments assigned a community leader Mm-hmm. Who was never black, by the way, which did happen back in the seventies, but yep. now it's that's not a thing at all. So now these white, you know, uh, community leaders can get you know phone calls from all these different Karens. It's like there's a black guy over here. There's a black kid riding his dirt bike, you know. And it's like, so like, what you mean? So now you know my yep. kids don't go outside and play. My the mothers we walk our kids to each other's house and they play inside the house because we can't even you know we can't trust, can't trust the world them. right now or not the world America to uh, you know allow our kids to go play. And so yep. this year is when I like this. I realized I was black with the with the child, but this year um, I realized that something like really needed to like change because it's affecting everyone you know and people who don't think it's affecting them go into a white neighborhood and just go into a construction site and think you gonna you can walk out of there no one's gonna say anything or you know it happens all the time it's someone i can't remember who but someone just told me that that happened to them where they were like oh this is private property it's like mm, it's a construction site i'm allowed to be here right. walk away from me Calm karen <laughs> right pause so that's that would be happened. my answer for for that question is that mentally now I'm in a place where um, you the, understand I'm, I want to join I want to help I want to talk about it, I want to continue the conversation I'm still learning every day so I might not sound like I know well I'm, I know I don't know everything but what I will do is if I don't know it I will go and do research learn and then I will come back and report to the masses so we all on the same page here yeah Absolutely. No, that's Sister Soldier, (laughs) if you didn't know. (laughs) That's that one. I will politely put a Karen in her place any day. (laughs) Just saying. Just saying. No, but that's real, though. I mean, I think that so many of us go through these different experiences, right, where we felt, um, you know, impartial treatment or what have you to some type of a situation, like just going to the grocery store, Mm y'all, like, and... Or going to a retail store, going to Target, going to Walmart, going to wherever. And like me, our family, we go to Ross, we go to Burlington Co. Factory. Why do I feel like you're over here watching me? And and unfortunately, oh boy, he just walked out, who's not black, walked out with mm-hmm. $500 worth of product. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But you're so busy um, with your eyes on, 
on this prize because you right, we prize, but mm-hmm. you're so busy and with your eyes, like they <laughs> your eyes on me and my family. While you know, so and so is over here uh, do, doing the most, and it's just it's it's a very sad situation mm-hmm. that you have to. We have to grow this. Mm, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, not even being desensitized, but that's kind of what it is. It's more that we grow tough skin to be able to to withstand it and, and just we're more situationally aware of our surroundings. Got to be at all be. times. We have to be right. And that I was I always know where your exits are. Okay, anytime, mm-hmm. you go, anytime you go, especially with the way things Lock are your now. Doors. Just always know where your exits are. Like, and if you haven't already, if you are of age and you have yet to get your concealed to carry. You need to do that. So right. the Rise Summit is going to be turned into an entire series that um, we're going to be doing it either monthly or bi-monthly. Monthly, most likely it'll be panel, and then, mm-hmm. you know, the next month we'll probably do, like, a watch party for, um, like, a documentary, something that's very empowering and uplifting of the uh, black mindset. Yeah, absolutely. So the, the, the idea of the Rise Summit is to be able to provide a – Um, platform where we can invite um, local panelists and different community leaders to come and talk about uh, a plethora of things that are of interest to the black community so um, down to education down to housing down to religion down to culture down to um, music hip-hop all of the above Um, we're we're definitely wanting to tackle and touch on a lot of those things and so um, this is something that for me is meant to get to the people for real. So whether you... It's a more professional version of this, (laughs) (laughs) basically. Yes, but whether you've gone to school or not, if you have expertise in any kind Mm -hmm. of thing, if you have um, an interest in anything and you would like to be a panelist, um, you can feel free to reach out to us. Um, and we'll uh, drop drop the um, email address below here on where you guys can reach out to us to be able to inquire about being a panelist. But it is going to be it will continue to be live streamed. Um, so just be yeah be on the lookout for for more of those summits coming soon. Yeah, the link for the summit will be provided as well in the comment section. We'll bring you guys more information about a lot of the community events that we see that are important and we think you should know about, especially if they're virtual and easy to yes. access. So. Oh comfort of your own home ain't yes. nothing like it I ain't nothing like it <laughs> although some people ready to get up out the house though that's that's yeah, for sure yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love my house <laughs> um so yeah I need you to can clean my house yeah we do but anyway too, um <laughs> well thank y'all so much for tuning in to uh, for tuning in with us for our first episode of Be Raw um we really enjoyed the time here Shalanda Yes, you can uh, find us on Facebook, YouTube, and Anchor. Um, and thank you so much. We hope that you guys um, subscribe, uh, you know, like, share. Yes, um, please. So the summit will be live. So you can ask questions there. You can email us questions. Um, if you want to be a guest a speaker here or at the, uh, at the summit on, as a panelist or whatever we're doing, please just reach out to us. You can find us at Be Raw Podcast mm-hmm. on Facebook um, yeah. and also on YouTube. Of course, that's where, where we'll be streaming as well. So just like she said, find, find out where you can get in touch with us. And we're definitely open to inviting you to the show. We'd love Yay. to see you. Love to have you. So thank y'all so much. Till next time. Yes. Be real. Be raw. And be marvelous, honey. Home to y'all. <laughs> For the masses. <laughs>